This is exactly right. Hey, if you happen to live in Boise, Idaho, or surrounding areas, Lady to Lady is coming to you. Yeah, come see your girlsies in Boise. That's right. We will be there the first weekend of March 2020, uh, doing some shows and a live podcast. We're there March 7th and 8th at the last, what is that? I keep forgetting. The last lounge at the end of the universe. Last lounge at the end of the universe. Um, Guys, it's the week before my birthday. Oh, oh my God. God. It's our birthday month. It's not even a birthday month. week anymore. It's a week. It's the, my week before my birthday week. Yeah. It's, so. yeah. it's my birthday fortnight. Yeah. Come like party, pre party with my birthday. <laughs> Seriously, though, we probably will be yeah. uh, in a celebratory mood. It's going to be great. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a live uh, stand up show on March 7th at 8 p.m. And then the next day, uh, work off your hangovers at our podcast at noon. Mm-hmm. And then if you're even, if you want even more of us, we are doing a podcast workshop after that at 3 p.m. At 3 p.m.? Yeah. Um, where we'll be talking, you know, all the tips and tricks of the trade to. If you want to learn to be, be like us, us <laughs> come to that podcast <laughs> workshop. It's a pretty good time. It's going to be fun. We've done it before. They're, they're super fun. And like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, we give you kind of everything you need to yeah. start your own podcast. Yeah. Also, it's International Women's Day. On the on the eighth, <gasps> so it. we're celebrating. Come st- celebrate that in style with your ladies. Oh my god! Yeah, and we have you know the links on our website, and you can also go to our Twitter and all of our socials to buy tickets and all that stuff. So we hope to see you out there. Hell you! See you, Boise. Bye. Hey everybody, it's Babs. You get two pre-roll show promotions on this episode. Lucky you, coming to you live from the storage room of my day job. Please come out and see my solo show, Babs. Do it. It's going to be Sunday, February 23rd. Oh, God. Sunday, February 23rd, 7 p.m. at Lyric Hyperion Theater. I've only done it one other time. It was really fun and really stupid. And it'll be even more fun and more stupid. So if you're in the L.A. area, come out and see my show, Babs Do It, Sunday, February 23rd at 7 p.m. I'd love to see you there. Tickets will be online on Eventbrite. They'll be cheaper online than they will be at the door. So buy them online first. I'll link to it on my Twitter, etc. That is Sunday, February 23rd, 7 p.m. at Lyric Hyperion Theater in Silver Lake. Come out and see me be dumb. Okay. I'm Babs Gray, and how many episodes of Succession did you watch before seeing a guy you hooked up with in a bathroom at a wedding? <laughs> I'm Brandy Posey, and to me, you're Coyote Beautiful, baby. <laughs> I'm Tess Barker, and are they called chickpeas because girls love hummus? And this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. We got Barbara, Brandy, and of course, Big Tess. We got a show for everyone that's the fucking best. Come on, baby, it's time to hang out. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hell yeah, doing Come. this live on location. Not live, because you're listening to it well, whenever you listen to it. It's live for us. Yeah, we're alive right now while recording it, and that's the important thing. Close to the Century City Westfield Mall. We feel comfortable. We feel like we're in our zone. Yeah. We're in Italy vicinity. <laughs> Uh, so excited for our guest today. She's been a huge inspiration to me as a runner and a writer, and she's just fabulous, and I'm so excited to have her here. She's an Olympian and an award-winning writer and filmmaker. Uh, she represented Greece in the 2016 Summer Olympics, where she
where she broke a Greek record. And she has a new movie coming out with Nick Kroll, Olympic Dreams. Alexi Pappas is here. I am so thrilled to be here, and I'm glad to be among a peer who crosses over both of my worlds, the athletic <laughs> and creative. I think that's why like, I've been so, like, as soon as, I think I found you on Instagram, and I was like, this is my jam, exactly. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, it's important to whatever, like, be, I think if you're not expressing your full self, you'll never be great in any one thing. Even if your full self is one thing, you have to like be what you are. Absolutely. You know? exactly. Yeah. We're complex beings and it's nice to be able to like just express yourself in different ways too. Yeah, Cause it's yeah. like when one door feels like, okay, cool. I've done enough there. I'm like kind of yeah. burnt out here. Let me move in this direction. It's nice to get to mix it up. Yeah. yeah. Even within a day, it's mm-hmm. like you, one can relieve the other. Like there's something very different about athletics and like creative stuff that like one is always a refreshment to the other. I think that's the benefit of having a foot in each is that they each feel like a vacation. So you never feel like you're working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or totally. you're just always working. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you find a way to make it fun. I mean, yeah. 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 I just, yeah. 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 I just love all your poems about running and all your stuff is so inspirational. Yeah. Cause I just let, you're so about finding the joy in the challenge. Yeah. Or at least amusing in it. Cause at least expecting it too right I think that's a big thing it's like it will always it's hard but if you can greet like pain or challenge like an expected guest at your dinner party where it's not so offensive mm. then it becomes a little more fun you know mm-hmm. not less painful but more fun yeah. what was that like for you I mean were, did you always sort of have that attitude um in your running and in your creative work or how did you sort of arrive where you are now with that outlook um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm working on a book with Random House and it's coming out this August and it, I think it goes into like why I have like the worldview I have, but, and I know, uh, we're all funny people, but I had a very challenging, um, like very early childhood experience. My mom took her own life when I was four. Oh, and I think when that happens, you just are exposed to like a certain kind of like bad pain mm-hmm. and it, it sort of, it gave me you know, a big like motivation to chase good pain, which I I associate Mm -hmm. with running. I associate it with writing Mm -hmm. and, uh, and just like kind of being a little more honest. And so I think, and also playful because like, as long as I'm alive and don't want to die, I think it's like a pretty good day, you know? And I know that sounds crazy, but like really, you know, I mean, you're talking to three comics. I think we (laughs) We toe that line a lot. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Well, it's like your pendulum, the deeper it swings one way, the deeper it's able to swing back the other too, yes. I think, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and comedy is like, there's like a, um, you know, it's comedy is like, it almost is like grieving in a way. Like it's oh, funny yeah. and stuff, but like it is grieving. And so mm-hmm. it's so healthy in that way. Well, I mean, even like the Greeks, they would have satire. We got that word from Seder plays that would come like after oh. there was a drama, mm-hmm. then they would do that exact same play, but then there'd be like fart noises and burping and like weird, just yeah. to relieve you from oh, having watched wow. the drama that we just watched. Yeah, you slip on a banana and that's how you stab yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. And yeah, I think, I mean, this is like a pretty good common thing that they say in running, but like pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, I think that's true and and definitely creative stuff too. Yes. Yeah. There's like, um, I got this advice before I just ran a marathon and I got this advice before that I really like owned, which was that pain is just a sensation. Mm. And I thought that was such a better way to feel it than like pain is a bad thing or pain is a threat. It's like, it's a sensation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I so, like yeah. that. Yeah, I think that helps you sort of emotionally disconnect from it. It's yeah. like it's like a, I had a yoga teacher once say, like, you are not the wave. You know, you're someone oh. in the ocean. I forget exactly how she said it, but like you're in the ocean, but you're not the wave. You're observing the wave. Oh, interesting. And I think when you when you associate yourself too personally with pain, that's when like pain can really start to overtake you. Yeah, that's yeah. How many marathons have you run? I've run two. I feel like I've only really run one because the first one was like I wasn't fully prepared or healthy for it. But I I've run two. <laughs> and do you like that distance now or? Um, I. I am enjoying the challenge of it. It is really painful and really different than the track. It's just like much less glamorous in a way. And, but that makes me curious about it. Cause I'm like, okay, I can like be a student of this and learn it just like I learned the track. Um, For our listeners, like what is yeah. your general, what, like yeah, what, is, yeah. what is your event? Like what do, are you used to running it? So I ran the 10 K at the Rio Olympics and that's the longest event on the track. It's 25 laps. So mm-hmm. it's like, it is a long ways but uh, it's it is six point two miles, whereas the marathon is twenty six point two. Yeah, yeah. So you're jumping up quite a bit of distance. You're on the roads with marathon. Yeah, you're kind of at the. I think the elements play a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say role. you're kind of at the mercy of of that a lot more. For yeah. sure, for sure. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of a freshman at the marathon right now. <laughs> Where are the two that you've run, that you've run? I ran the Chicago Marathon, which was so great. They, yeah. I mean, that was an amazing experience. They do such an incredible job Mm -hmm. it's like it's a world-class race and the fans are really Mm -hmm. important there and helpful and then I just ran the Houston Marathon in Texas Mm -hmm. that was fun I mean I love Texas I've had our movie premiered at South by and I ended up actually staying in Texas for like um like almost two months after that because we were uprooting our home from Mammoth to LA and I was also healing like an injury and so it made sense to just stay put in Austin and so mm-hmm. I've grown like to feel like Texas is a second home so it was nice to race there it's a great place I love love Texas yeah Austin through. especially yeah. is one of my favorite cities in the US yeah, yeah definitely it kind of yeah. has I love anywhere that has like hip cow cowboys and cowgirls mm-hmm. yes <laughs> yes totally did you start running in like high school or like when did how did you get into that part of it uh, okay, so I ran for two years in high school, and then I got like kicked off my team. Not, I wasn't a bad kid, but our coaches wanted everyone too fast, <laughs> too <laughs> too multifaceted. They wanted yeah. us to like quit everything else we were doing, like oh. student theater, student government, soccer, every, everything I was doing. And I was just sixteen, mm-hmm. and I just didn't feel ready to specialize. Um, and so because I was not willing to just run, I wasn't allowed to run. And so, wow. um, sucks. it sucks, but it really, I would not be where I am today because one, mm-hmm. I felt like my body, um, grew into like more of like a female athlete body because mm-hmm. I wasn't running so much. I was playing soccer, but like it allowed me to kind of have normal period, like yeah. different than sometimes mm-hmm. long distance running can really like delay your uh, development. Yeah. So I was grateful for that. And mm-hmm. then also I found improv theater mm-hmm. in college because when I got to college, I was not good enough to be on the travel team. And, and so I had this time mm-hmm. and I found uh, improv theater at Dartmouth. And that has become like a really, it was, it was a really catalyzing thing for my creative stuff. So it was yeah. good. That's so interesting. Cause it's, it, you hear, you know, kind of stories about some Olympians like that 
from the time they're a child that right. is such as the focus their entire life. So it's great that you got to kind of have a more well-rounded kind of upbringing in childhood to see where you, what you liked and what you didn't. Yeah. It's, it, I think it's always hard to look at a, a snapshot of where someone is today mm-hmm. and to think that that's where they always were. Yeah. Um, and that's why social media is challenging because you do see people like right now. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I'm excited about the book. I'm excited about movies because I think those mediums tell a little bit more of the the story that you don't see. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know, just like with, with Olympic Dreams, you see a lot off the playing field with with that movie. Absolutely, and that was yeah. that's important to me because those are the things that we don't, assume or know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's talk about the movie. You, um, it's called Olympic dreams and it's premiering on IFC. It's premiering on Valentine's day. It's being released with IFC and theaters nationwide. I think people should see it in theaters because it's like the grandness of the Olympics mm-hmm. is really fun in a theater, but it will also be available VOD online on Valentine's day. You guys and Sonic the Hedgehog. I hope you beat. Sonic I know. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? I actually yeah, yeah. like have been noting and I was like, all right. That's what we're up against. That's hilarious. Exactly. Rom-com set in the Olympic Village or Sonic? Jim Carrey, Dr. Robotnik is going to be hard to pass up. But. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, and did you – you uh, created the movie with your husband, Jeremy Teicher. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the – how did you guys come up with the idea? Like, what was the inspiration behind the movie? So, we, we were given this opportunity to make, like, a film project in the Olympic Village. So, it's the first movie that's ever been made, like, behind the scenes. No, no one's ever been – allowed to like go into the game room game room go into the village itself mm-hmm. and so once we knew we had that access we were like okay we also want to tell a story that is is about the side of olympism or Olymp- being an olympian that mm-hmm. is also um you know rare territory or that people haven't looked at before and so the movie starts with her competition rather than building up to her competition. Mm -hmm. And that's because I felt like the most surprising thing about being an Olympian was the feeling of the moment afterwards, Mm -hmm. which is something that you just don't prepare for because if you did, you probably wouldn't get there in the first place. And Mm so we really wanted to look at the, the challenge that that is the moment after Mm -hmm. your dream comes true Mm. or, or doesn't, but it is, it's it's the moment after. Yeah, there's so much life that still has to happen after once you've. Well, and I think especially yeah. with that kind of thing because it's such a short amount of time. You know, the mm-hmm. event is you know it's like, like could be a few seconds out of years yes. that you're training for, and that's in athletics in general. You you know yeah. it's like it has those finite moments, and like yeah. that's what's nice about balancing with creative stuff is you do you know we're all mm-hmm. comedians and people you'll get paranoid yeah. about being in like you know mm-hmm. the industry and we're like oh it's fine we're gonna ripen at forty or whatever. You know what I mean? But it feels like the opposite. Yeah. (laughs) And that it's funny that you say that because I do feel very comforted by the fact that with the creative stuff, like Mm -hmm. your body isn't like the the hinge point uh, on whether you can do it or not. Yeah. I mean, it's important that you're healthy and this and that, but it's not quite as like precise as athletics and aging out in the same kind of way for sure. And there's so many role models that we probably all have that are like way older than us in the creative world, which is so cool. Well, it's like Joan Rivers was doing stand up literally the week that she passed away. (laughs) Did you feel at all a crossroads at any point in your career? Cause where you were like, I need to choose either going the improv route or the running route. Yeah. Like I think that it's, it's, it is a misconception that I've, do all these things at once. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always like very aware of what my number one goal is mm. at any one time. And so when, when I 
close to the end of college, my running like started to improve in a way where I could potentially keep going with it. Mm -hmm. And I had the option to like go to grad school for creative writing, like very, very like well-funded top programs. Mm -hmm. And I felt sick when I turned those, I turned those down to chase the Olympic dream. And it was, it was honestly, it was with the advice of creative advisors that I chased the athletic dream Mm -hmm. because no, no Olympic coach is going to tell you to not go do the creative stuff Mm -hmm. and no, creative person it's it's weird because you it took the other person to help me understand Mm. what i should do yeah and it was my creative advisors like my mentors who were like look there's this unique window of time where your body can really bloom just Mm -hmm. do that and it will help your creative work in the long run and it and it has Mm -hmm. um but there was always like a priority at any one time and it was for a big chunk of it, it was running and the filmmaking was like fitting into the like periods of time in my day in between. But like I could not stay up past a certain time. That was Jeremy. And that's why having a teammate was so helpful mm-hmm. because like I can't pull an all nighter during that time, but he can, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so how strict are you? So you just trained for a marathon. How are you, do you keep, are you pretty religious about your training schedule when you're um, training for a marathon and have a project in the books? So my, I think my priorities like shifted after the last Olympics or in the last year, since we premiered the movie at South by, we've made the move from me being in a training group where you meet at a certain time every day, Mm -hmm. a certain place to living in LA where I have a coach who works with me remotely Mm -hmm. and I don't have a team anymore. And so clearly my life is evolving and I think that's important with running that it grows with you. So you don't feel like it's at odds with like your your heart or something and so uh now I'm doing like fewer double runs and I wake up early sometimes to run because we have a meeting and or I don't nap and so like I'm not saying I'm being like a less committed athlete it's just that my priorities are shifting and so I'm being uh I think I'm just being a little more agile with what my goals are now right um and was that a that was a conscious decision you made after the olympics Yeah, I think so after the Olympics, I experienced like a post Olympic depression Mm -hmm. that wasn't dissimilar to like, Mm -hmm. probably like what Penelope's beginning to feel. Right. Every Olympian kind of goes through this thing. And so it took me a while to like, just, you know, I got professional help. Like, so for a while, I was working on just being a healthy, stable person who could make smart decisions. Mm -hmm. And for a while I wasn't. And so like, it wasn't like the minute I finished the Olympics, I shifted. It was like, ah, I was like Penelope. I was like, what is going on now? Yeah. And, and it took me a few years to kind of like find my stability, find my body health and then be able to make this transition. So it really wasn't until South by this past year that we made the move here. Awesome. Takes a while. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to go for a quick break. We'll be right back with Lexi Pappas. Hey, welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. And we're with Alexi. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Alexi, we're going to play a game with you called Who, What, When, Where, Why. You okay. can answer these questions any way you interpret them. Okay. Okay. Who, what, where, when? First question, who did you have a picture of in your locker growing up? I had a picture of Mia Hamm in my locker growing up, which I admired. I guess most people probably have like 
maybe boy crushes, but I really looked up to <laughs> soccer players. Aww. I realize I don't know what you meant by that question, but for no, no, me, that's, no, that's, like, what, that's what we meant. Um, Who, who's Mia Hamm for? I, I don't she's know. A, she, is, she was a like World Cup winning soccer player oh, cool. and she famously cool. wore sweatbands and so I would copy her and wear sweatbands. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Have you gotten a chance to like interact with her ever like since then? Or? I've never met her. It would be very cool to meet her someday because back then I think there wasn't social media mm-hmm. and so soccer players were really the most visible female athletes and yeah. they were like rock stars and it and and they were um, good role models, I yeah. think. So, yeah. Absolutely. And that team, she went to the World Cup, right? Yes. Yeah. It was n- the 99. Like, it was a big... I remember that. I was yeah. at the perfect age to be a perfect fan for Mia Hamm. Totally. <laughs> I was, yeah. Well, that just shows like, the importance of representation, too. And yeah. like you actually became a professional athlete looking yeah. up to someone like that. Yeah. This is going to get me all pissed off about how the women's soccer team doesn't make enough money. But <laughs> <laughs> um, Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. Um, what do you do to unwind and end your day? So I think for me, what builds my willpower back up mm-hmm. are, is um, cooking, honestly. Oh, mm. cool. Like I find it very uh, relaxing to me. Like, And I think part of that was like I grew up with my just my dad and my brother. And um, my dad's a great cook, but he worked a lot. And so there wasn't always like we didn't always know like what we were eating or when he was going to come home. And so mm-hmm. honestly, food was like, it was a little stressful in a way. Cause I just never knew if it was like, should I cook dinner? It was just confusing. And so now I feel like I'm very happy to be like preparing things and thoughtfully putting mm-hmm. out a meal. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so like domestic, but like, no, it's yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like a tactile thing too. And yeah. I, I feel like when you're working in a creative headspace so much of the time too, it's nice to do stuff with your hands to be oh, like, yeah. that is the completed thing that's done in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can accomplish that task. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I will say one of my favorite things about running is the eating too. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you, but at a professional level, it like becomes like, you're like a machine that you have to like, I will, I, I enjoy it, but I will also look forward to a time when like, mm-hmm. I don't it's have to like. about fuel or something? Yes. Yeah. It's like fuel rather than like mm-hmm. something. Fuel is really the right word. You're That's right. That's what I'm, I definitely noticed that in the movie. When the, and I'm sure you guys did that intentionally, but when, before you run, it's like a very like, I must get this food yes. in me type yeah. of feeling. Yes. There's a little like less joy before in the some cross ways. Country, yeah. 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 It's like a part of your job at that right, point, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. What yeah. kind of stuff do you like to cook? Uh, we... So we have a routine now, and this was one of the cool things about moving from Mammoth to L.A. is that in Mammoth, while beautiful, gorgeous, and I mm-hmm. loved it, there was like one grocery store and you were never surprised there. And so now we have a routine of um, going to the farmer's market once a week and getting like a lot of produce. And then I have meat delivery from Butcher Box and Sponsor. our sponsors. Offer code, oh, really? Offer code yeah. like L2L. It is. Offer code L2L. I was for the listeners. Oh my gosh, I love yeah, yeah. Butcher Box. I love Smoothie Box. I have yeah. Butcher Box Smoothie Box and then Kettle and Fire Broth delivered to me. Nice. And so basically what I do, it's like a game because yeah. I have this like fridge full of produce after Saturday farmers market and then I have this meat in our, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. in our stock and the and and I will just like 
like figure out a way to plow through the whole thing. We used the pressure cooker a lot. Oh yeah. I love how you can just like put it in and like it's like a surprise. I need to get one. Yes. I'm scared of the oh, Instapot. Don't be scared. They're so <laughs> great. Oh, they're awesome. Yeah. 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 Honestly, I love pressure box. I love yeah. it so much. Yes. We got the like awesome. lamb. Anyway, mm-hmm. that was like yeah. that was like one of the specials, and I cooked like I was craving red meat, and I'm Greek, and I felt like lamb was like before my marathon. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was like me fueling myself from my ancestors or something because lamb is a very Greek thing. Oh yeah, yeah. it is nice to have because it is. I, I'm trying to cook more, and it is making me because it's just in my. It's like it's in my yes. freezer. I've got to like yeah. use it. And um, it's quality because I think some people have issue with meat, but it's really just quality. You mm-hmm. need to go after like get the good, that. the right stuff. Yeah, yeah. and it's not. I don't love going to the grocery store. And so this is allowing me to like do the farmer's market. And the, I have to like yeah, stay yeah. away from the grocery store because I just love shopping. And it's just another extension <laughs> of me shopping, yeah. buying shit I don't need, you know? I feel overwhelmed. So I'll buy the stuff that I need, but then I'll just be like, you know, there's like 50,000 yeah, Oreos. Of course. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, look at the new Oreo. And I'm like, no, stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also like getting domestic though because... It, I like it as getting older because a lot of people, you know, we know it's like everyone's like le- leaning into those things. Yeah. It's not necessarily domestic. It's just like healthy for you and it's like feels yeah. good. Yeah. And totally. my, my friend was talking. He's like, I'm so old. I knit and I've like pickling beets. And I was like, just sounds like you're living a great life. You're yeah. just enjoying yeah. life. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, and it's like, it's all good. I'm, it's my pleasure to pay for a meal that I can't cook. I don't yeah. like paying for meals that I could have made. I always yeah. do that too. <laughs> I'm, always, I'm like, I can't poach an egg, so I'm getting all like yeah. holidays or, or whatever eggs totally. Benedict. I think <laughs> cooking also just makes you be mindful of everything you're eating because you literally yeah. the, are the one that sat there and chopped it oh, and peeled yeah. it and did all that. So I think like you can. In my view, you can eat whatever the fuck you want as long as you're cooking most of your meals. Yeah. Like you're yeah. not gonna go like yes. that's outside the bounds. Yes. Of no, what you should be eating. yeah, yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. not gonna make a fucking uh, quarter pounder or something. At right. Home. No. Right. No, for right. sure. Um, where is your dream run, or have you done it? Well, I feel like I bloomed as like a running person in Oregon. So like mm-hmm. I'll always like oh, I'll always so love going back to those like overgrown yeah like mossy near mythical trails. I think that that is like my place oh, uh, where beautiful. I will and I will make an effort to go back and visit Oregon for that reason. Yeah. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. Is trail running your favorite? Yes. Absolutely. Oh man, it's hard. It's the hard. Tra- the trail half that I did was like as hard as a full. Oh, see, and I haven't raced on trail. I just love running on it because right. pace doesn't matter when you run on trail. Right. Because there's so much effort in just getting from here to there. or Without just eating t- shit. Time on your feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can uh, imagine a race would be really hard on that. Yeah. Is that the one where you like camped and you didn't have caffeine or is that a different Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I was like the most off the grid race I've ever done, and you had to like bring your own tent. And where it was, was no, it? It was outside of Santa Barbara in a place called oh. Red Rocks. Oh, I've heard of that. It was really beautiful, but I mean the half was nothing. There was people there doing you know like a hundred k that day. Wow, and fifty k. But yeah, the race started out with like just a guy with a shotgun and he like fired it into the air at like five o'clock in the morning. He's like, you guys probably just found out this isn't your average run. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's like the crazy coach you never had. Exactly. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And I had a girlfriend with me who had never run a half before. 
Oh, and I, I didn't like look at the course that much before telling her to sign up. And I was like, they're not all like this. Sorry. Right, right. <laughs> That's great. That's why it must be cool. Cause we, you know, we travel together like a decent yeah, amount and Tess, Tess will mm-hmm. go on runs and stuff. And, oh. um, I feel like it is, you know, you're seeing, you're getting to see like another perspective than a lot of people do. Cause oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love walking everywhere. I'm not a mm-hmm. runner, but you yeah. just, I think that's a cool way to like see the world. You yeah, know, you see a city more mm-hmm. like you see a lot on a run. Yeah. I mean, you, you just like, yeah, I think running just heightens your senses so much too that it's really cool to be a new place where you're already your yeah. brain's already trying to take in everything and having mm-hmm. like what's the word on a camera aperture yeah aperture. having your mental yeah. aperture wide open wow mm-hmm. feels really good in a new city I love that yeah totally um okay let's see when is it time to give up um that's a such a great question um. Maybe like the moment before and like before you become bitter. Mm. I think like <laughs> that's a I, better give up. <laughs> I just think like the only thing yeah. I never want to be is bitter. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um I think that that comes from a person or a circumstance where you're oh, you overstayed your mm. tenure. How do you think you can tell when you're overstaying your tenure? Because what's the difference between that and knowing you should push yourself? Um well um, I got this, the best advice I've ever gotten in my life was from my Olympic coach and I had a tough workout this one day and wasn't hitting my splits and he was like, whatever, it's the rule of thirds. And I was like, oh, what's the rule of thirds? And he said, when you're, when you're chasing a dream, like, or doing anything hard, you're supposed to feel good a third of the time. Okay. A third of the time and crappy a third of the time. Mm. Oh, wow. And if the ratio is off, if you feel too good all the time, then you're not pushing yourself. And if you feel too crappy all the time, then you're fatiguing. And so I think when you say, how do you know when you're going over the edge? I think if you look at those thirds, one, that really gives you a pleasure in those the crappy third because it means you're doing it. Mm. But it also, I think, keeps you in check about the ratio and making sure that it's not all crappy or all good because those ratios won't get you to your dream. Oh, wow. I like that a lot. I've never yeah. heard that. I love that's a lot better than the comedy rule of threes. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> different. Just, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it yeah. changed my life. No, that's, like, that's really, that's really great. That yeah. is like life changing. Cause it's hard. Yeah. yeah especially but, I think in creative stuff, you can go through a yes. slump and the now feels like the forever always. So you're like, mm-hmm. is this the reality? No, so but thinking- it's part of it. You're mm-hmm. just like, or in a relationship, like it's mm-hmm. not supposed to be, that's a dream. Right. It's a dream to be in love. Right. And so, it's not easy. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, we talked about it here, but that's the thing I struggle with the most now creatively is like, because, you know, we've been doing this for a while, over a decade, and yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's fucking hard to keep pushing. Yes. Yeah. When, when you're like, I know I'm good at this, and I know I'm whatever, yeah. but like, it doesn't seem to be getting compensated for it. It's yeah. like, yeah, man, yeah. it can be, and I, I find myself getting bitter sometimes. I'm pretty good at staying away from that, but like, yeah. I hate that feeling. It's like, I don't want to feel that, but when it yeah. creeps in there, it's like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, some people like deal in bitterness too. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's their comfort or it's like, and I just like cannot I don't want to be around it and I don't want to because it doesn't feel good to me it no, feels negative it's, no yeah mm. it's not yeah. a productive well I think it feeling. goes back to what you were talking about about having pain be a guest that you're expecting at the table yeah. too yeah. that's kind of part of looking at it that way oh it's for like, sure yeah this is the inevitable part right yes. right totally yeah. yeah I love that wow okay last question why is this so hard 
Um, <laughs> like the creative stuff, or you're saying I don't know, I interpret it. Whatever that is. Okay. Um, we trying to find No, it's great. Yeah. Um, well, I think. Um, why is this so hard? Well, because the things that we're doing are like privileges and not rights. Like I think art, comedy, professional running, Olympic running, they're all like these privileges that we earn. And so it's going to be hard because they're never, they're not things that people hand to you. Um, and, but the, I think the bright side of that is that there's so much gratitude in when you can chase it because you know you've earned it mm -hmm. so it's hard because it's a privilege and we have to earn it i think and it's oh and it's good because it's a privilege and we have to earn it nailed it yeah <laughs> you got all That's, the answers yeah you got it here <laughs> if it was multiple choice i would have failed because i always failed those <laughs> Oh. I would always try to make like the pattern but oh, be like man. if I don't know the answer what's the what would look pretty to go next oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> oh, not how you take this <laughs> alright we'll take another quick break and we'll be back in a second hi we're back in Lady to Lady and Babs I'm Brandy I'm Tess I'm here with Alexi hello and we <laughs> Gonna do a lady problem. If you have one, why don't you send it to us at lady to lady comedy at gmail.com? Lady, lady problems. Lady, lady problems. Lady problems. Do you have them? Lady problems. Dear ladies, y'all, I got a problem. First of all, I know you like the details, so I'm 26 and my working situation is a bit complicated. I've had to move countries around every four to six months, and I've been doing this for almost three years at this point. I love what I do. I've made amazing friends, and it's incredibly rewarding, but trying to date is almost impossible. I feel like I can't date anyone because I move around so much. I've had one good relationship with long distance, but it was incredibly difficult, and we decided to end it. I know that I'm only 26, but I see friends in the same profession as me, and some are younger than me and managing to pull off relationships. I tried dating a coworker, I know, stupid, and that was a disaster of global proportions, and I have been condemned to live, four, to live in four countries with him. I know I should be grateful for the opportunity to survey tons of international dick, but I'm getting to the point where I want something more serious. I'm going to continue in this job for at least another year, which means more moving, so my question is, how can I contend with the fact that I'm going to be single for a while? Am I being dramatic about wanting a relationship? Should I just wait and try when I'm more settled down? Or should I just keep hoeing around the world and hope that I get lucky finding someone. Thanks for your advice. I look forward to hearing you every week. <laughs> I mean, if you want a relationship, you want one. You can't really, like, change what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't think you're being dramatic about wanting that. No. <laughs> no. But obviously, you can't force it. I think, you know, you might find somebody you really like in those hoe adventures. I think stop assuming that everyone you meet is only going to be for three or four months because you never know what's going to happen in your life. Totally. If you meet like the love of your life, he's going to do long distance with you for a little bit and then you guys yeah, end up in the right place. Yeah, you'll figure it out if they're the right person. Yeah. So I think regardless of what your life situation or your work situation is, I would just like try to keep staying pre present with everyone that you meet. Am mm -hmm. I meant to answer this too? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, jump on in. 
Well, my husband, mm-hmm. I have a husband, so I can speak to this. We were, we were long distance for three years. And oh, wow. People were very skeptical of it, but we felt very strongly that like we each needed to be pursuing. We knew what our goals were, which I think we talked about earlier. And my goal was was taking me to a different place than his goal. And that th- those goals were ahead of our like uh, romantic goals. And so we just did what we had to do. Um and I think we didn't think too far in advance. And I think that's good advice for anyone chasing a dream is to like, you can't, don't plan your life more than a year in advance because that will usually, you will limit yourself because usually you will assume less is possible than it really is. Mm-hmm. And then I think you said you wanted to do this for another year. And so just prioritize. If your goal and your number one priority is to work for another year, then stop squeezing so tight on the relationship thing and maybe it will come. But just knowing that you've chosen and seeing your work as a choice rather than a sacrifice will make you feel less bitter during this time. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. How did you and Jeremy meet? We met at a party when I wasn't great at running and I was going to parties at Dartmouth. (laughs) You know, everything is for a reason. Um, And yeah, he knew me as like a creative person, not an athlete. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we just... We really didn't plan on dating long distance, but we just had to. Like, we started out, I think, in an open relationship, mm-hmm. and we were just like, I don't want to kiss anyone else. And then, you know, um, you just do what you have to do. Yeah. How how long was it before you guys actually were able to move, move live in the yeah. same place? Three years. Mm-hmm. Wow. So oh, wow. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. It was not, though, because I knew why we were doing it. Like, right. I think, like, it mm-hmm. was, and, like, there were times where I was like, we need to fly and see each other, but, like... As long as you know your goals, mm-hmm. you'll always and uh, and and as long as your your actions are pointing towards the goal that you have, you you'll know why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that may, I mean, I always think of like dancing, how you like spot somewhere and then you spin, and that's where you end up. Oh, like yeah. just keep your spot in the right place. And yeah. I agree. She seems centered on work right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, but she could think about that and be like, "Are you?" <laughs> and yeah. you are, and commit it for that period of time. I think people so often like they commit to a goal and then they question it while they're in the, in the crock pot or in the, the pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's just going to kick yourself in the shin. If you're questioning the goal itself in the, in the incubator mm-hmm. time when you're supposed to be chasing the goal. I have a hard time. I don't, I mean, goals are hard. I, it's like, I have too many of them. I don't, I never follow through on anything. It's too, how do you like, how do you do that? I know you write it down and then you've written them all down. They don't, do you have a period of time? I mean, here's the thing. I'm pretty insensitive in that. Like Mm -hmm. I will take your goals very seriously. So like, I'm not like the right person to come to and be like, things are hard. Can we talk about it's hard? And I'm like, no, no. Like, what do you want? And like, we'll get you there. Um, And I think it makes me like a challenging friend to have because like, I won't like, you won't cry on my shoulder. We'll figure it out. No, that's good. I mean, that's good though. Um, Yeah. So you write it down and then you commit to it for a period of time that you've set for yourself where you don't question it during that time. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then you check in and you see like, how far have I made it? Or like, do we need to pivot? Or is the goal unreasonable? Unless something like crazy happens, you have to give yourself a period of time to just be chasing it without questioning it. Yeah. Do you only try to set like one big thing at a time? Cause as you were saying, you kind of like go between the athleticism to the creative stuff. That's the problem I find I have is I have too many, you know, yeah. and they're mostly creative, but there's still just no way fuck 
you could do them all. So that's yeah. like mm-hmm. the hard part, I think, is like, okay, pick one thing or pick two things. You yeah, know? or just like don't be shocked when like number four on the priority <laughs> list gets bumped, like bumped and bumped again mm-hmm. because of one, two, and three. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? That makes sense. Do you, is three like your, I mean, do you, yeah, do you have like a number of like big goals that you have at any one point? Yeah, we have, Jeremy and I keep a whiteboard and we write everything down. So we have a big, a one whiteboard is like, the goals and the, and the other whiteboard is like our weekly schedule and mm. we write down like what we have that week and and those are um yeah so yes we write things down and we talk about it constantly and we because we have to because we don't have a boss mm-hmm. we are yeah. the boss yeah, right? like so we have to like be communicating with each other and um and it's like we're a team and so there's there has to be no ego about like if I need to go to bed and he needs to work, mm-hmm. that's just how the team is working right now. Yeah. Um, so it takes a lot of like honesty, I think with each other and like, mm-hmm. uh, it's just, and also just how do we, I think the balance of like our relationship, we've, we've gotten better at like prioritizing, like when, it, when are we working and when are we connecting with each other? Mm-hmm. That's been a, you know, a process. Yeah. Do you have to set boundaries? Like, Hey, we're going to the movies. We're not going to talk about our movie. Like, do you um, set those boundaries intentionally? That's gotta be impossible. We never yeah. stop. We always <laughs> talk about it because we love it. But I think a really great vocabulary word I learned recently was like trying to differentiate between work time and connecting time. Because before mm. I was calling it like work time and relaxing time, but someone pointed out to me, I have like, um, I work with this team called the human nutrition project and they like, help advise on like my blood work and my nutrition, but also like kind of like sports psychologists. Mm -hmm. And they were like, when you call it relaxing time, you could be doing that totally separate from each other. So if Mm. the point is like, are we working Jeremy and I, or are we connecting? Then I should use the word connecting. Um, Anyway, that's just, but semantics really no, matters. It, it really does matter. Because mm-hmm. it's like you could be relaxing just watching Netflix and not speaking to yeah, each yeah, other just at all. Yeah, zoning out on your phones or something. Or yeah. you can connect that way, just like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like identifying it and being this like, is the, mindful about it. Yes, I think that's mm-hmm. what, to your point, it's like, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what your goals are, what you're doing, as long as you know, like, what you're doing in any one moment has intention. Even if it's like, right. my intention right now is to veg out and watch TV because I'm recharging, then like, yeah. do it with intention. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm like kind of a, I am disciplined about that. Yeah. Do you set an intention every morning? Like what your intention for the day is? Well, that's our, that's the whiteboard. It's like, this is what we're doing with our time. Mm -hmm. Things get shuffled because of our priorities. So sometimes like someone will call and everything gets knocked around or whatever, but that's because we know that that's the priority. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I have things I tell myself Mm -hmm. that I've worked on with the same team at the human nutrition project. Um, Mm -hmm that they've helped me like figure out what it is that I need to tell myself um, for my own, like whatever, for whatever challenges me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have things I tell myself. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. <laughs> How many post-its in the mirror? <laughs> I don't have any of those. It's just the whiteboard. No, because they said actually <laughs> yeah, yeah. that like you're, you process it better if you like say it out loud or if you like mm-hmm. say it in your head to yourself versus mm. like just reading things I guess oh interesting I don't know it's helped me so. that makes sense I've never yeah. I've never it's never worked for me to like write it and just have it there it yeah. makes more sense if you have to like say it yeah because mm. I think the brain I think it's because it's, it's like there's sound like the brain is just like all these cells and there's like waves and like 
I don't know. Maybe well, like so you just get used to it. it. Just blends into the yeah, yeah. or whatever eventually. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've started recently like things that I really want. I've started saying them out loud. Mm-hmm. Like this is what I'm doing. This is happening, and I I have felt like a different sort of impact. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in them coming to fruition yet, but them feeling just more for real yourself, in the yeah. process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, that. Do we have any other things for our lady? I mean, I think like yeah, she just just do your thing and don't get too caught up in. The, Yeah. I mean, the thing with dating stuff is like, this is so cliche and no one wants to hear it when they're single, but like you don't, it's, yeah, could be anytime, anywhere. It's going to find you when you're not least expecting it. Yeah. It's really a thing. And (laughs) I think you're going to, the bottom line is like, you're going to meet the best Mm -hmm. person when you're your best self. Mm -hmm. So I I think it's like a trust thing too. It's just like trust that when you're living Mm -hmm. your closest truth, you're going to just naturally attract the right person. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, like you're, you're living in all these different places, like for the next year. And it's like, you know, don't try to take that pressure off of yourself. Cause like, this is the only time that this is, sounds like this is going to happen in your life too. You know, it's like, enjoy that for yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like anyone single, oh my gosh, just enjoy it. You never know when you're going to fall in love and you'll never get that time back when you were your single self. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Like, enjoy that moment. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I loved being, I love, I mean, living in a studio and staying up till five o'clock in the morning, <laughs> watching reality TV. Like that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like how you can never re be, re be like a freshman. Yeah, yeah it's totally. like uh, exactly. Yeah. And you don't want to do it again once you're done, but you're mm-hmm. like happy you really did well, it when I mean, you did it. Well, I mean, it's a good exactly. sign. <laughs> it's a good sign that you know you're kind of reaching the end of that, you know, because mm-hmm. like it obviously it does get old after a while, mm-hmm. no matter what version of it yeah. is. But I think yeah, you know, you I think you sound like pretty sure of yourself. It's just kind of like the annoyance of when you're like, oh, I really wish I had a regular like person mm-hmm. here who I love, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't force that shit. So meet a guy on Tinder, make him take you to the top of a Holiday Inn in Paris. Yeah, I can send you his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think just have some adventures and yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, it sucks that the coworker thing didn't work out, but yeah. that shit happens. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. I think we need to remove the stigma around dating coworkers. Like, is it there a stigma? I think people do it. I feel like comics. We were not supposed to date other comics, no. but it's like Every, literally everyone does that. Exactly. I don't think that's even a, a stigma anymore. Well, is that's it? a big thing at the Olympic Village, right? Oh yeah, isn't everyone looking <laughs> up there? That's the Speaking, deal. Speaking, go see the movie. <laughs> uh, definitely do go see the movie. It's absolutely adorable and charming and fascinating. And it's to... and you guys doing improv a lot of the time, right? Mm-hmm. With yeah, mm-hmm. how is it working with? Nick Kroll he's amazing he's really talented he's a great teammate he's a great actor he's a great uh person and I'm not gonna tell you anything because you should see the movie yeah (laughs) he's great he's very romantic uh in this movie oh yeah Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> and it is cool. Yeah, you you are like right in there in the Olympic Village. Yes. No one's ever shot a, a you know, narrative yep. movie in there before. Mm-hmm. So you really like feel the energy of everything yeah. of actually living in there, which is neat. Yes, it's the most coveted secret place on earth. So in our um I think. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. In two thousand I don't know, whenever. Whenever the Olympics were in two thousand two when the Winter Olympics were in Salt Lake, I lived there and they made, kicked us out of our dorms so the Olympians oh, yeah. could live in yeah. the dorms. <laughs> right. So I had to like, move home uh, and we left some notes for the people so I hope they found them. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That's so cute. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't know. I was such a piece of dirt though. I like, we, when we moved back because we only had a few months to come back and I just brought a sleeping bag. <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't bring sheets or anything. Oh, to your like, mom's house? No, to br- move back to the dorms. Oh, like, yeah. Because we only had a few months left because it was like in the middle of the year. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. so I was like, I'm not going to. I just brought a sleeping bag and slept on top of my. That's okay. I was in college, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's fine. College yeah. is just four years of summer camp, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Alexi, where can everyone find you online and find out about the movie? The movie has a website, which is olympicdreams.movie. Mm-hmm. I am on Instagram, and it's just my name, Alexi Pappas. A-L-E-X-I-P-A-P-P-A-S. And seriously, just, she's so... I, whether you're an athlete or not, whether you're a creative person or not, I really recommend following her because you're very inspirational. Yeah. We're going to well, go on a run together. Yeah. Oh, my God. I would love that. <laughs> yes. I was like, yeah. Pl- pl- I was like, you guys need to be friends with love God. Yeah. Please, for my sake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and you have a book coming out later in the year? Yes. As well? Bravey with Random House. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Look for that. Thank you so much for doing Thank this. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Really <laughs> appreciate it. And uh, if you're a Patreon member, go to patreon.com slash ladies lady. And we'll see you over there for, on Friday. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Can't get enough of us? Subscribe to our Patreon for exclusive bonus content, access to our first 100 episodes, and more. Go to patreon.com slash lady to lady now to sign up. As little as a dollar a month keeps a roof over the glam cave and keeps you laughing, even when your coworkers stare. That's patreon.com slash lady to lady. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at lady to lady comedy. Join our Facebook group, Lady to Lady Podcasts, to chat with other fans about episodes or even post your own lady problems. Check out our website, ladytoladycomedy.com, for show notes, videos, and merch. And duh, follow our individual accounts, Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Barker for jokes and info and where you can see us perform live. And if you want to send us snacks, stickers, or a lock of your own hair, I don't know, whatever, our P.O. Box is 412-794, Los Angeles, California, 90041. And please, leave us a review on iTunes, but only if you like us. We love you. We love you. Bye. 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 Bye.